Hello everyone, my name is Laird Olive, and this is The Player's Corner. Welcome to The Player's Corner. This is the first episode of this podcast. I'm Laird Olive, as your host, and as we all know, we have a bunch of podcasts in the CSFL that focuses on the teams, but nothing that focuses just on the players. That gives them a personality. So I thought it'd be kind of cool, as a player myself, sit down with some of the players in the league and get to know them a little bit. So for um, for today, our first guest is number 58. TJ, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you now. How, how you doing today, TJ? I'm doing well, brother. Doing well. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Can you still hear me right now? Yes, I can. All right, cool. So I was looking over your season this year, and unfortunately, guys didn't make the playoffs, same boat as us. But you had 46 tackles, 25 for a loss, 13 sacks, and a forced fumble. That's one heck of a of a uh, freshman campaign. You must be feeling pretty good about that. Ah, uh, absolutely. Um, you know, I got a great stellar cast with me, and and when you've got all stars like that on on your team, um, you know you've got to step your game up too, and and it can sort of, um, you know, you, everybody's got to eat, and uh, you know I'm just glad I was able to contribute to the team and and make make the kind of push that uh you know A and M was able to make this year. Most of our losses were, were super close games, and you know just one play or, or one drive could have made the difference. Yeah, that's one thing that I actually noticed about being in the league because being a freshman myself and also my first year in the league is that anything can turn on a dime. Like I, I remember we'd go into certain games and I'd be thinking, oh, this team, they already lost to this team that we beat. We should be able to beat them. But that's not the case at all. Like, for example, when we went up against you guys, I didn't – honestly, I didn't – not to be cocky or anything, but I didn't think – that you guys were going to be as much of a handful to us at Clemson as you guys were. As you know, you guys handily beated us on that one. Um, also, I saw that you won Defensive Player of the Week, so congratulations on that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So, so tell me, um, how do you feel about being nominated as an All-American? Uh, as a freshman, I, I, I'm, I'm honored. Um, you know, you – I think every everybody comes out to play every single week, um, and and play to their best of their abilities and, and push themselves every week and just strive to get better as the season goes along. And um, mm-hmm. you know that that was my goal. And uh, you know at, at the start of the season or during the season, AA defensive player of the week, defensive player of the year, none of those accolades were ever in my mind. I was just focused on that game that's in front of us. And and I think as long as we go through that mentality. Uh, when you get to the end of the season, those accolades will be there for you. You just got to strive and, and push in every single game. Oh, most definitely. Like I, I never in my wildest dreams thought that I'd be up for all American as a, as a freshman at corner, because there's such great players. Um, that actually leads me to my next uh, question. Is there as a defensive end, is there a player that you look up to already in the league that you're like, wow, that guy, he's, he's the guy in my position. There, there's few, there, there's several, um, and, you know, and when you look at, at their stats, um, you know, Colton Allen's one that you look at and you're just like, man, I want to be like that guy. I want to mm-hmm. come into this, this league and I want to be in, in, in playing these games and, and I want to play to that guy's level because you every play that guy 
that he's on the field. He, he's just pushing. You know, he's always putting pressure on the QB. He's always um, trying his, his best to, to be the best at his position. Um, and so when you see guys like that, that's, that's who you try to emulate. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you, you remember playing it up against us, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Do you remember what your stats were like against us on that, that night? Cause I was trying to find them and I couldn't find them. Uh, so that was game four. Um, I know TJ had a, a really good game in, in the sense of, uh, you know, being able to, to get into the put pressure, uh, but off the top of my head, um, I'm not a hundred percent sure on what my stats were. Um, yeah. Well, your entire defense had a good game against us. I mean, I think didn't I think we threw a pick six at one point during that game. I think I'm not exactly sure, but I just remember. Um, yeah. I know defensively we we had two force uh, or two fumble recoveries, um, both of them by by uh, I want to say it was Damian Armor that had the two fumble recoveries. Um, of course, yeah, it could have been Lamec Russo. One of those is one of those two guys had two two fumble recoveries. One was the kickoff, mm-hmm. where uh, you know the punt. Excuse me, that was muffed. Um, that was me, by the way. I muffed that. That was told. That was the, I'm the punt returner for them, and I totally did that. <laughs> oh wow, yeah, and and dude, you were right there. I mean, you made every effort to try and recover that thing, but. Uh, you know, some of these guys when they're they're fast and they get down oh. there fast. Yeah, I mean, I'm only a freshman, so I'm what 18, 19 years old, and some of these guys that are coming at us are like full grown men, 20 to 1, 22 years old, getting ready to get drafted later this year. Um, oh, yeah. That actually brings me to the next one. So who who were you were some of the guys that you looked up to on your team that are not going to be around next year, and who do you think are going to step into their roles? Okay. Um, so, I mean, we have a very, very young team. The only senior we had on our on our uh, our starting squad was um, Austin Blair. Uh, so mm-hmm. he's the only one that we know for sure um, is leaving. Um, and he's been a huge impact on uh, the run game. And so now, you know, now we got to get you know a young outside linebacker that can come in and step up um, and nothing against Ty Linker. Ty Linker is phenomenal, but he plays behind, you know, right behind me or right beside me. And, mm-hmm. uh, and he's, you know, we're just that pass rush duo. Um, so now, you know, we got to get a young guy that can come in and step up to the plate and play to the level that Austin Blair was able to play because he so made so many impacts on the, uh, the run stop. So is Blair on the opposite side of you? Yeah, he's our uh, right outside linebacker. Yeah. So then, who are you saying was playing left outside? Ty Linker. Yeah. So you definitely don't want to mess with that chemistry that you and Ty Linker have because if he's behind you, you know he's got your back to stop the run if something were to happen. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And and he he does a phenomenal job of you know when I'm getting double teamed or triple teamed, you know when that halfback steps up to help with the the O line. And Ty Linker's coming around me. He sees that, and he's able to allow that halfback to commit to me before he makes his break around me. Um, and, and that's why he was able to be so successful in the pass rush. He's a very yeah. smart. 
Yeah, I remember you guys forced our QB Will Slay to make a couple mistakes, and that's not easy to do. I mean, I was looking at just looking over his stats because we're losing him this year, just wondering how great he was because I had missed out on playing with, with him for three years, and he's a, he's a stud. And you guys, you guys made him make some mistakes, so you, you guys are definitely no joke. Especially now that you say you're a young team and you're only losing one player, you guys are definitely going to be a team to look out for in the SEC. I feel like. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, it's surprising because I think this coming season we'll have uh, just one one starting senior. The rest will all be uh, juniors or sophomores. So it, it's going to oh, be wow. a dangerous team. Yeah, for years to come. So that's definitely going to be something we're going to have to keep our eye on in Clemson if we don't get realigned in these new divisions that are going to be announcing tomorrow. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, I give credit to Will Slay. Will Slay is a phenomenal quarterback. Um, he's been able to lead Clemson through some really tough games. Yeah, even y'all's y'all's losses for the most part were were really close. Um, and were, he he was able to, him between him and Dane Jones, he was able to keep y'all in in a lot of those games. And it, that doesn't take anything away from you know people like Joseph Franklin, who's a phenomenal tight end. Um, you know DCM, who's a phenomenal wide receiver. I give credit to everybody on your your offense, um, but those two guys are are just. Oh, they're, well, they're a duo that that's hard to compete with. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely curious to see how we're going to, what route we're going to go for. You go to the portal to get someone from the Mac to replace them, or if we're going to get a brand new uh, uh, freshman next year. So uh, um, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? I probably should have started off with this. Like, where are you from? Where you went to high school, all that. Oh yeah. Um, born and raised in Ocala, Florida. Um, th- just, 30 minutes from the swamp, diehard Gator fan. And, uh, you know, I even had UF offer me. And, uh, you know, it was a tough choice between going between going your 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 dream school and then, you know, you you have teams like A&M or Michigan that offer you and they're great programs. And um, even Clemson uh, had an offer from Clemson. And, um, you know, they all did a phenomenal job of trying to recruit. And, um, you know, been coming out of Vanguard. Uh, is where I graduated high school. And, um, you know, you look at these programs and what they have to offer you. And, and then as a, as a player, you're, you're sitting here, man, what, what program is going to be the best setup for me? Um, and I yeah. think that was the biggest deciding factor, you know, because, yeah, I could have went to Florida. I had the scholarship. That's my dream school. But was it the best fit for me? And uh, at the end of the day, you know, A&M was just, in my opinion, the best fit for me and, and to showcase my talents. Uh, you know, unfortunately, it took me a little while to get used to the scheme of things. You know, I ran in high school, I ran a 4-3 defense, and then we switched to a 3-4 defense. So how we play on the defensive line changes because I'm not used to having those triple teams mm. and, um, you know, where that halfback comes up to help block. And, uh, you know, so it was some adjustment. In the first half, I mean, at the first half of the year, the first four games of the season, I only had one sack. But then mm-hmm. the last four, as you know, we adjusted and we grew as a, as a team. Uh, I was able to come out and finish out uh, with, with twelve sacks in the last four games. Jeez, that's that's insane! Twelve sacks in the last four games—that's averaging three sacks a game. And you just said it yourself: the first half of the season, you only had one sack. Now, at the end of the season, you're now up for all American. That's that's a huge turnaround. I'm surprised you're not up for most improved player of the year too with that. 
Yeah. Um, and, and it, it'd be nice, but you, there's so many good contenders in that most improved. And I think, you know, they're looking at what they did last season and what they did this yeah. season. Fortunately, yeah, you know, unfortunately, uh, I don't have last year's stats because I wasn't here, but, um, <laughs> No, there's some phenomenal players up who were most improved. Um, it's gonna be, it's gonna be hard to choose uh, who who gets what awards this season. Definitely. So obviously, it's not the scheme that drew you to A and M because you said it yourself you struggled trying to get get on with it. What what was what made A and M the best fit for you? Um, I'm a. I'm, I'm one of those uh, informal leaders. Um, I love to be in the locker room. I love to hype my guys up. Um, I love to hype my team up. And the atmosphere that we that A&M was trying to create, they're like, look, we need a solid informal leader who's going to come and motivate us, who's going to pump us up uh, before every game. And honestly, inside of our locker room, everybody seems to be trying to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. So makes you definitely put yourself up and say, man, I got to really step up if I want to be that informed leader in this locker room. Um, yep. But it was ultimately it was the climate, it was the atmosphere. It was the, the environment of, hey, we want to create something special and unique here. Um, and we really want you to be a part of that. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's kind of what drew me to Clemson too, is some of the, the stuff that they were offering me there. Well, it was great talking to you today. Thank you so much for accepting to come on the show. Um, good luck with All-American uh, next week when they announce the results. No, thank you much. Much appreciated. I appreciate you doing this. Um, thank you for having me on there. And, brother, I wish you and Clemson the best of luck in, in your next season. Thank you so much. Everyone, defensive end from Texas A&M, freshman TJ Smith. Thanks, TJ. Yep. All right, welcome back to the Players' Corner. Next, we have for our guest number 56 middle linebacker from the number one ranked Oklahoma State, Grayson Davis. Grayson, how you doing today? Hey, I'm doing good, man. How you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. So let's just start with the basics. Why don't you tell people uh, where you're from, uh, the story of how you got to Oklahoma State and, and all that. Well, I'm original um, from Moultrie, Georgia, a real small town from the south. Um, Coming out of high school, you know, I was getting recruited pretty heavily. But, you know, Oklahoma State was one of the newer CFSL teams, and they really caught my attention. The AD Houston Freeman, the way that we communicated, we bonded real quickly, and I knew that was the place that I wanted to be. Awesome. Was it some? Was it just his personality, or was it something about the scheme there that stood out to you? Man, so, man, those guys, they were hungry, you know, even from the recruiters that I talked to him and his recruiters, they were hungry as a first-year team. They weren't just looking to come and just win games, but they were ready to come in and take the league by storm. And they had the mentality from recruiting, it's national championship or go home. And I love that winning mentality, and I had to be a part of that. Well, I'd say they definitely found – or found a lightning in a bottle on that one with you guys. I mean, first year in the CSFL or CFL, and you guys are number one in your rank, heavily favored to, to win the national championship. You must be feeling pretty good about that. 
Yeah, man, it's, it's a great feeling, but, you know, everything is week by week. You know, every team in the CFSL is very talented and competitive. So, Hey, can you see me? Hello? Can you hear me? You still there? All right, we're back now. Um, yes, sir. Some sort of uh, technical difficulty on that. But as you were saying, you guys are taking it week and you can't really take any uh, game for granted, especially now that you're in the playoffs. I'm proposing. Yeah, definitely. You know, there's a lot of teams that made it. And, I mean, if there's an expansion, there'll probably be more than three teams. So, you know, each team has to work their butts off to get there. And every team in the playoffs has a chance to win it all. There's no low-cut favorite. Everybody's equal in the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. So, this year you had 93 tackles, 13 for a loss, three sacks, two interceptions, and two forced fumbles. So, stat-wise, that's a very solid season, especially as a freshman and – as a reward for that, you ended up getting nominated for All American. Is that right? Uh, yes, that's that's true, and I'm, I'm very honored, you know, to be able to be considered as an All American candidate. You know, I try to come in and just each weekend we got and just play as hard as I can, you know, do what I can to help the team win. So you know, it's real good, but you know, I can't do it without my teammates. They put me in position to succeed, you know, so. Yeah, definitely. And so, speaking of your teammates, um, since you guys are a well, you're a brand new team. Was, is there any upperclassmen on your roster, or are you guys mostly freshman, sophomore type? Yeah, we have we have um, well, Houston Freeman and Rooster Clutterbuck and Rob Myers are seniors this year. Rob mm-hmm. is one of my fellow linebackers. Uh, Rooster is obviously our kicker, and Houston Freeman is our tight end. So those guys mm-hmm. are, th- are three seniors that are leaving this year. And then yeah. we have our next upperclassman is Farrell Norman, who is a junior. He will be a senior next year. But other than that, everybody else is was really freshmen and sophomores this season. So, I mean, we have a young team still. Mm-hmm. So, so that definitely makes you guys someone to look out for, especially – uh, coming into the rest of the rest of the time that you guys are that you're there for the next uh, three seasons after this. Yeah, it's really exciting. You know, we have a young team. You know, so to be able to do what we're doing this season and then build upon that, we're gaining more experience because you know a lot of us were true freshmen playing. So we've gotten a lot of valuable experience now that'll carry on to next season. All right, so. Traditionally, the middle linebacker on a defense—he's—he's the—he's the shot caller on the defense. But with you as a freshman, did they de- delegate that to to someone to Houston Freeman instead, since he's a senior, or did they actually let you call the shots on the defense out there today or out there this year? Well, you know, at first, is is really um, you know, Houston Freeman, you know. You know, it's the shot call until I got acclimated, you know, also with Michael Copley, you know, Tanner Kirk, you know, those senior guys who's played before. Mm-hmm. I, You know, I really just looked upon their leadership and, you know, I just filled in. 
and did my part to play. You know, those guys are the real leaders coming in. Yeah, definitely. Um, so in your position, like being nominated as an All-American, that means you're probably easily one of the top ten in your position. Is there somebody that's an upperclassman on not necessarily on your team, but maybe on a different team that you look at him and you're like, that's the guy, that's the number one guy in my in my uh, my position? <laughs> we keep having these technical difficulties. I don't know if it's my internet connection over here or yours, or but we'll get through it. Yes, yeah, we get through it. I, I think I found the solution for it. Okay, cool. So the question I was uh, leading into is um, you, you were saying that I think you cut off about where you were saying that once you got acclimated to it, did they start letting you call the shots more out on the field for the defense then? Yeah, I, well, at this point of the season, you know, as a freshman, you know, I, I kind of left that up with, you know, our AD Houston Freeman as an experienced guy. Mm-hmm. Maybe next season I'll take him more, but, you know, this year I was really just coming in, learning the ways, and, you know, pretty much letting him mentor me with all the knowledge he's had. As You know, he's been a coach at previously at Alabama before taking over. So mm-hmm. I've really, you know, just let him call the play. So it's been real easy on me just to go out there and play, you know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely just go out there, get the get the play call and execute. That's always the next thing to do i mean as a corner one that's one of the easiest things for me is when i was in high school like one of the easiest things was i was always either on the outside I came into clemson though it's got a little bit more difficult because when you're on the outside it's either you're playing man or you're playing zone and the zones are kind of pretty much straightforward where you're playing when you're in the slide it's a little bit more complicated when you're uh covering a zone in the flat or something like that that took me a little bit to get used to but i think i i got used to that so Leading into my next question, you're obviously, like I said, you're for All-American. You're in the middle linebacker position. So it's easy to say you're probably one of the top 10, if not top five linebackers in the league right now. Who is that one upperclassman in your position that you look to and you're like, that's the guy in my position? Well, um, I'm not even sure he's upperclassman. I want to say he's a sophomore, but Oregon linebackers jetted out long tree. Man, oh, my God. That's like when I came into the season, like that's all I knew about it. And I was like, wow, this guy is amazing. Like, I was like, I wasn't even sure if I was gonna be able to live up to the expectations that he pulled. Like, you know, he's such an amazing linebacker for or- the Oregon Ducks. And I was like, man, I wanna be like him. Like, that's two really stuck out to me the most was him and also David Ware from the University of Alabama. He was mm-hmm. at University of Miami last season. Like those guys are like some stud linebackers. And I was like just hoping, you know, that I could come in and be a part of that group of such great linebackers. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a lot of great linebackers. I remember when you said Puma Longtree, I remember I was watching, I believe actually it was um, the game, first game it was Oregon versus Alabama when I was trying to get some sort of like feel for what Alabama was going to throw at us because we were playing them in week two. Yeah. And, Gosh, him. I don't know if they're cousins or brothers, but Jebediah Longtree, Puma Longtree, and there was another one. Yeah, they're, they're oh, man. They yeah, all stood out. Yeah, man. Yeah, dude, like he, oh my gosh. Like, especially, what's their hot back name? Tua, you said? The, um, the third one is Tua. 
too too long. Yeah. The running back is Puma. Like it's this. Oh crazy. Puma, yeah Puma, yeah Puma. Oh my gosh, I was thinking, man, if I, we ever play them, he's gonna be a problem. Because yeah, the, the, all those, I don't know if they're brothers or cousins or what, but those those guys were all stood out to me, and I was like, man, <laughs> happy I don't gotta worry about them right now. <laughs> yeah, man, those those three, man, that bloodline is strong with athletic ability. So them guys are. Really depend on the clinic out there and helping Oregon succeed. Yeah, them and the young bloods. I don't know if they're brothers or whatever. I doubt at LSU, those guys. Yeah, they're, they're scary too. Yeah, they, them guys are just tough. Yeah. Speaking of which, all right. So I remember watching a, your guys' last game of the season, and that was an amazing game. You guys versus LSU. What were your thoughts on that? That was that was one of the best games I've seen since joining the league. Man, like that game. That game was one I was really looking forward to because LSU is really talented, and you know, like you said, the young bloods. They're got the great quarterback, a great running back, and you know, I was really looking forward to it. You know, especially against the run game. You know, young blood is an amazing running back, so that we knew that that game was. Probably one of the biggest games, you know, just not conference-wise, but just two of the top teams from each conference coming out to play. So it was a really amazing game. Yeah, that very well could be be a preview of what we're going to see next Monday from the national championship. I was actually just looking at your stats from that very game, and you got a forced fumble. So obviously you got to Youngblood um, a little bit that day. Yes, I'm, I'm not even sure if it was Youngblood. It might have been um, – Bernie, actually, I, I'm not even sure who it was. I know they, um, Bernie is their backup running back as well as the defensive back, but it was tough, man. But you know, I want to say the defense we did really well at you know, converging on the run and limiting them to what they could do. So, yeah, that was that was that was an amazing game. Like, there, there was one time where I thought LSU was going to pull away from you guys, but you guys just kept hanging in there, hanging in there. And it wasn't what to like the fourth quarter, so you guys took finally took the lead back. Yeah, it was like late in the fourth. But so I mean, you know, I think that's just a testament to our team, you know, sticking there and fighting and you know finding a way to win. Hmm. So I know. I mean, as a freshman of myself, it has to cross my mind the whole new edition of now the pro league. How do you see that changing? Do you see that changing any of your plans that you had when you joined the league? Uh, no, I don't think so. I remember when I told – when I was recruited and I told Houston Freeman that I wanted to be a cowboy and I wanted to help build a dynasty. So I'm going to mm. stay my four four years. You know, the pro league is going to be there after that. But, you know, my first step is building a dynasty here at Oklahoma State, and that's what I plan to do. Yeah, definitely. Same here. I'm not – I've already told uh, my AD Clutch I'm going no- nowhere. I'm here for four years. Um, so, speaking of guys that are going to be leaving and going pro and stuff, who do you feel like is the most important piece to your team that you're going to be losing, that you're going to have to go out and find a replacement for? For us? I honestly yeah. want to say it's, it's Houston Freeman. As a senior at the Titans, even though we the offense we ran was a throw heavy, and he had a lot of games late in the season when we couldn't get the ball down deep. He became our 
primary guy. And like he's like mm-hmm. a tight end is always a quarterback's comfort person when they're in trouble. And he was always yeah. big for us making huge blocks or big catches when we needed them. So I think mm-hmm. he would be truly missed as that senior who, you know, knows where the first down marker is and can get to the sticks. So I mean he mm-hmm. just was a crucial part for us and I think he's gonna be missed the most. Well, so you see you guys going and grabbing a brand new freshman for that jo- that job, or you think you're gonna go to the you might find somebody in the portal from like the Mac or something? You know, see, I I honestly don't know. You know, there's so much talent that's gonna be coming in. It's really hard to even tell where them guys are gonna go. You know? Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely exciting, especially with some of the talent that we saw on the Mac, like. Some of those Bowling Green and Toledo guys on offense, they definitely can can be compliments to a power. Well, I guess now power three roster. Yeah, them guys, them guys are absolute ballers in the mat. You know, just because they're dead, that doesn't mm-hmm. mean their talent is less than any other. They're great pieces of talent in the mat. Yeah, definitely. It's just it's definitely going to be uh, this whole offseason, I feel like is going to be super exciting with. The Mac in the portal now, the new teams coming around, the new freshman class. But I mean, we gotta remember our class, we're we're the GOAT class. We and we can't let these incoming freshmen forget that. <laughs> oh yeah, we have to let them know. We have to keep them reminded. Yeah, we gotta keep reminding them. Oh, I wonder if there's like a record for most freshmen on a uh on a all American team. You know, I'm not sure, but I'm I'm pretty sure if there is, we're up there. You know, we had there's oh, yeah. a lot of guys that I busted their tail this season and made an impact for their teams. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, it's it's going to be interesting and exciting too for the off season because, like I said, you got the new people coming in, you got the people coming up from the MAC, and then on top of that, we're going to be witnessing the pro league with the draft, and then they're going to be starting to do their thing, and like, and people are like starting Twitter accounts for their players and for the NFL. Or for the pro teams and for the college teams, it's oh yeah, it's all over. Yeah, they're making themselves known and they're they're branding their players and stuff. So it's getting really exciting, you know. Guys coming in with yeah. new ideas and they're branding it, and you know it's making this league really exciting. So I'm really glad and excited to see what comes next. Yeah. Okay. So last question for you, and I mean, and you can tell the truth. When you went and you voted, obviously, for the uh, All-American, and then we got down to the middle linebacker class, were you surprised to see your name on the ballot? Yes, I, I was that surprised to see my name on the ballot, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As, you know, you know, I know I had a decent year, but there were so many other linebackers, you know, that had great games. Like, like okay, there's obviously, you know, Jedediah Longtree, who's in there running. You know, he's a great mm-hmm. 20 tackle for losses. Then you had Allie Peters, a great linebacker who had 21 tackles oh in a game. And then I want to say you had Griffin Richardson from the University of Miami with, I want to say, like multiple touchdowns as a linebacker. Like, that, that's that, huge playmakers. Like, you like, wow. And then to be considered with guys like that. And also David Ware, who against Auburn, completely took over the game to help mm-hmm. him make sure his team got in the playoffs. Like, So I was very surprised that I got put in the list with those caliber of, of linebackers, you know? Yeah, yeah. I was, I was like, 
I'm not gonna lie. I was there was like a slight hope that I'd be on that list, but I didn't expect it. Like I was hoping, but I was like, it's probably not gonna happen. But then I scroll down to where it says cornerback, and I'm there. I'm like, whoa, like, yeah, it brings like a little shock to you. Like you're like, wow. Like I'm mentioned with these type of players, you know, these well-known players. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, everybody when you come in the league, you hear about all these names that you want to be. Like for me, like I asked you who the who the number one guy in your your position is that you feel like for me, the number one guy in my position is Milo Gonzalez from Alabama. Yeah. That man. guy. I remember watching like I said, watching the game plan for them. And then I just watched their defense though, just to see what they were doing to see if I could help out the offense at all. Yeah. And I just all over the place. He got a pick against or against Oregon, and it was just like, yeah, like yeah. Gonzalez is a true beast. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I'm not going to take any more of the weekend up. Um, we did go a little over time, but probably not too bad. So, um, anyways, you guys got was it the music? Are you guys playing Music City or Poinsettia well, tomorrow? Well, actually, we have the bye week, so we're gonna, oh, you're bye, yes, yeah. yes, and we're going right. to see who wins out, and then that'll determine who we play. Nice. All right, well, thank you so much, uh, everybody. This was Grayson Davis, middle linebacker from number one ranked Oklahoma State. Good luck in the playoffs, and we will see you later. All right, thank you, man. You have a good one. Yeah, you too. Bye. All right, so we're back from the players' corner. Next, we have a wide receiver. We've had two defensive guys, so now we're finally going to go to the offense. Ladies and gentlemen, from the University of Alabama, Joey Idol. Joey, how you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Can't complain. That's great. So you're actually one of the guys that I was really hoping I'd get a chance to do this with because you and me, we actually kind of got a little bit of a history that goes back to before we were both uh, signed when we were both just recruits in our recruiting class. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. I remember well. <laughs> yeah. What was it? It was one of the cornerbacks. I'm not going to mention who it was. Started talking trash to you, and then you started talking trash back to them, and then I somehow got involved, but I wasn't necessarily talking trash. I was just saying, hey, I may not be the, that great, but I'm going to give you everything I got. <laughs> and it just went on. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you, you're you one of the only DBs that's on the uh, no trash talk list uh, <laughs> because you. I feel like you were cool and you were humble. Uh, it's pro- It was probably one of those DBG guys that I was talking trash to. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. But, man, our class – Wow. I mean, goat class, man. Goat class. Oh, hell yeah, goat class. Um, and we got to remember to tell that to the uh, new incoming freshmen when they come in that, yeah, you guys may be great, but you ain't goat class. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely not. Well, looks like you've had a great season over Alabama. I mean, looking at your stats, I mean, 47 receptions, 666 yards. You're averaging 14 yards uh, per reception, 5.9 yards per um, receptions per game, 82.5 yards per game, um, six touchdowns. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive for a freshman. Yeah, man. One of the only freshmen to do that, man. I think uh, we also in a uh, one of the only teams that's in a non-spread offense. So to have put up those numbers is really special. What, what is your guys' uh, uh, scheme, if you don't mind me asking? We're one back. We have a great running back, uh, Jake Moon, who's mm-hmm. uh, yeah. one of the best running backs in the league. So 
we just wanted to be more balanced, and we chose that one. It's worked awesome. pretty well in the playoffs, so. Yeah, right? All right, so the reason I came up with this podcast is, as you know, there's a lot of different podcasts out there, but they always focus on just the teams. They never, like, they talk to the ADs, but they never talk to, like, the individual players. And I think it'd be kind of cool if, like, we had something, like, some sort of outlet for players, you know, like, get some quotes from players of what they thought about the games and uh, what they think about certain situations going on. And uh, so first I just kind of wanted to start with maybe like getting to know you a little bit, where you're from, where you went to high school, that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, from Dallas went to a private school. Um, yeah. One of the, one of the best receivers in the, in, in high school decided to team up with my boy, Zach Stone, try to establish something to a two and six team that we've seen. So uh, that's just me, man. I like to catch the ball, always open, you know, same, same old, same old. Definitely. Um, so I remember you, aren't you, you and Zach are both freshmen, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we came in together. Yeah, yeah you guys were both, uh, I, I can only assume, highly sought after by a bunch of teams, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, we were. Yeah, it was a, uh, a lot of teams looking at us, and uh, we actually didn't know that we both uh, signed Alabama, actually. So it was a pleasant surprise. I just knew uh, he was getting if, – if you were looking at me, you probably were looking at him and trying to get at least one of us. And yeah. Somehow, Alabama, with DW being as persistent as he, as he is, uh, mm-hmm. uh, got both of us. So what what made you commit to Alabama over all the other teams? Because I'm I'm sure a lot of great programs came after you. What made Alabama be the one that you you wanted to go with? Man, DW made me feel like, and I, and I think it was one it was one thing that I seen from DW is like when he uh, made a special uh, shout out and graphic for the transfer players. It let me know mm-hmm. like going to Alabama means something to him. Uh, he wants to establish things that uh, he wants to establish a family. Uh, he he believes in honoring his players, um, and he just made me feel like he wanted he really wanted Joe Idol, and he wanted to, he wanted the best for Joe Idol. So uh, it was an, it, it was it was a hard decision. It was a because it was other teams that were saying the same thing, but I just felt like DW showed it in the league chat and. Hey, did we lose you? Hey, I think we lost him, so we're going to try to get him back here in a second. Give me one sec. Hello? Oh, are you back? Can you hear me? Hello? Hey, can you hear me? Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Hello? Hello, can you hear me? I can hear him, but I don't think he can hear me. Um, hello, hello, you there? Can you hear me? Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, yeah. All right. That was getting scared. I was like, "Oh man, we're gonna have to start this over." <laughs> oh no, we're good. We're good. Um, anyways, um, so as you were saying, you just felt like with DW, it was it was something special over there. Yeah, he was gonna build something special. I'm- it was it was a team like most of the, like a lot of teams that were looking at me were playoff teams, uh, teams that had a lot of success, and uh, I just felt like DW was one of those guys who was really going to build something, and I wanted to be a part of something where people couldn't say like, "Oh, you just went to a championship team or you went to a playoff team." Like we we 
we're getting it from the bottom right now. And as freshmen, we were one of the two. One, we're as we're one. I'm one of the pieces that took a two and sixteen to the playoffs. That a lot of people didn't mm-hmm. see Alabama being there. Uh, you can tell from the weekly pickums to power rankings. Uh, a lot of yeah. us, a lot of people didn't see us being there, but we here. Well, definitely are coming in as as the underdogs against some really great teams. Um, let's see, you got uh, LSU, you got um, uh, Miami, who ended up winning the conference on the SEC side, but then on the Big Ten side, you got obviously you got o- Oklahoma State, who they're probably in my mind at the favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got who, who who's the other one? You got Oregon, Oregon and USC, Oregon and USC, yeah. So I'd say probably you guys and and honestly, not a knock on them. You guys in USA are probably the big underdogs, but I mean that doesn't mean nothing. I mean, once you're in the playoffs, it's all bets are off. Yeah. I, so my little knowledge of this league is um, we were underdogs. It's a, it's a lot of teams that people thought were going to be in the playoffs. Uh, you're on mm-hmm. one of them, like Clemson. It was it was almost a short thing. There'll be a national in a national title game at least. And yep, Texas yeah. was one team. Notre Dame, Pack, and Auburn. It was a lot of teams that people expected to be there. So anything can happen in this league. You just gotta the right moments gotta happen. And uh, for us, we we needed Clemson to lose, and Florida did that, and then we needed to be Auburn. So uh, we're just happy to be there, man. And not only just happy to be there, we still have a mission that we want to complete. We said two and six the championship, so that's our mission and goal. Yeah, go for it, right? Yeah. You just mentioned someone that get, gave me a heart attack when we played them. Auburn. Yeah. Pack and Auburn. Those guys, I thought they had us when we played them. I don't I don't know how Clutch pulled that pulled that one off, but he just gave us the plays and somehow we were able to execute it. But Auburn, they are and you guys had a pretty good game with them too. They're they're scary. And, I, and next year I feel like they're gonna be a team that is gonna come back pissed off. Yeah, definitely. I think um Something that Auburn showed me, well, something that my, my team showed me is uh, our defense is is special, and to neutralize mm-hmm. Ron Newman and their running back like we did uh, all throughout the year, I kept hearing Burr, 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 and our defense. Uh, a lot of people expected even in a weekly pick him like he's going to be running all over us, but our our defense mm-hmm. neutralized them. Uh, three yeah. interceptions, uh, two of them from two dudes that's also in the All-American nomination. So uh, our, our we have a defense that's, that was prepared, uh, was ready, always with the pack because of his success and just his aura in this league. You always, like, we know you don't know what's going to happen. You, you you know that he's a great AD and well-respected. Mm-hmm. So it was an honor my freshman year to be able to play in Iron Bowl, not only playing it, but to win against pack. And also such big um, odds on – or not odds, but big um, – yeah, I guess big odds on the line. I mean, winner – it's winner get in for either team in the playoffs. Yeah, it was the first – it was I mean, basically a playoff game. Uh, yeah, it was just a play-in game. So – Yeah. Um, and we and we was able to step up and do that. Yeah, I, I actually posted in the chat before that game. Like, it feels like the playoffs start tonight with the Iron Bowl because, I mean, that's legit what it was. I mean – might as well have been a uh, playoff to get into the playoffs, you know. Yeah, to make in the stakes are already high because it's the Iron Bowl, and then you, play, you place mm-hmm. a another uh, incentive of a playoff berth. You know, it was it, it was a long week of just uh, practice and trying to get everything right, and it showed on the field from for us. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So going um, to being like a freshman and stuff like that, is there one player that you look at that's like an upperclassman somewhere somewhere in the league that you look at and you're like, that's the guy? That's the guy for my uh, position? As far as – Yeah, as far as receiver goes. Joey there? Yeah. All right. I'm not sure what's no. really going on. No, no, I I, I kind of – I was trying to fix the – I think my my screen cuts off and does that, so I tried to uh, fix my, my screen. Gotcha. Okay. Anyways, so, yeah, who who would you say is, like, the number one receiver that you, like, mold yourself after in the league? Yeah, I, I look at uh, – Really, two. One, one is Blaze Gunner from Miami, and then Levi mm-hmm. Levi Tim's from uh, Florida are two of the guys. I'm like, these guys put up really big numbers. They always, they're always somebody that you have to look at and keep accountable, keep your defense accountable for. Um, they're just great receivers, and I'm looking at them. They're, I think, uh, seniors, and I think sophomore, junior, and mm-hmm. I, I'm looking. I look at myself and say, like, one day. Or even like right now, I think when you're playing Alabama, you have to start thinking about like, okay, we got to account for Joe Idle um, as mm-hmm. one of those guys. So those are those are guys I look at. I'm looking like one uh, pretty soon. I hope, hopefully, when you mention the receivers, you mention uh, Joe Idle. I'm pretty sure they already are. I mean, you're on the ballot for 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 um, All American right alongside those two guys that you mentioned. Um, so tell me the truth when you scroll down. And you were voting for for the All American on your on your behalf. You get to wide receiver, and you saw Joe Idle on the ballot. Did that surprise you at all? Um. Well, so the nomination when I seen all the names, that didn't surprise me. I I mm-hmm. wasn't shocked that uh, if you have ten receivers that you're picking picking out of eight to ten receivers, I I felt confident enough that I would be one of those guys. Um, Mm-hmm. I think the top four is a toss-up. I think it's some really great receivers out there. Um, mm-hmm. I, but I will say, like, when you're maybe uh, breaking it down or bringing it down to five, I believe I'm mm-hmm. in that top, at least that top five, at least an honorable mention. Uh, yeah. I, I believe I can be an All-American. I think that would be an honor to be a freshman in All-American. But I also know, like, um, to just get a nomination right now uh, as a freshman, with uh six six receptions and still improving, uh, there there are some things I, I know that I've done this season that were uh, um, there's a couple drops that I wish I didn't have that I know mm-hmm. that, that that's going to be taken care of um, in the playoffs and in in the off season uh, something I want to improve on. So I'm still improving, I'm still growing, I'm still learning. So. Um, yeah. Just being just being nominated is just special for me. Uh, if I get if I get it, you know, I'll be be known as All American Joe. I mean, All American Idol now. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be the name that I'll be addressed as. But uh, but yeah, man, just just honored to be in place with all those good receivers. Yeah, I, I tell you, like I when I scrolled down and I got down to cornerback, I was like, oh, here it goes. Like I had a little bit of hope, but I wasn't really expecting. It. And then I saw my name there, I was like, whoa, like. It, to be mentioned alongside all those other great corners in the league, um, that was really humbling for me. Man, I was watching your games and I started thinking, I was like, man, this guy is 
one of the best corners. I, I, I think I forgot what game it was, but you called like an interception. I think you took it back actually. And I was oh, like, that was Notre Dame when he uh, when I jumped that route, wasn't it? Yeah, and I was like, hey, this guy can be all American because uh, <laughs> he because. Because Clemson has so many, like, great players that you mm-hmm. sometimes get lost in it that you don't even realize until you look at the stats and start saying, like, wait, he was doing this. And so, yeah, I think you were yeah. one of the best one of the best uh, DBs for sure. I appreciate that. Actually, I uh, remember when you officially put me on your Noah trash talk list, you said you hope I, I become one of the best or become the best DB in the league. That's actually kind of pushed me this whole time is like, I'm like, okay, yeah, if this guy's probably going to be the best receiver, but it's our seniors. I want to be the best DB. In fact, um, when I uh, committed to Clemson, I asked them, Hey, how often are we going to play uh, Alabama? Because I wanted to have like those, those face off with you. I wanted to make it like a prime time, like, you know, like a, a prime time matchup between you and me. So hopefully we'll get that done someday. Oh yeah, man, you want to know right now, man. You want to know. So uh, <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking to even up the score at least next year. Hopefully uh, oh, yeah. with a with a realignment with conferences that we'll still be in the same conference so we can play each other. Yeah, um, that'd be awesome. Um, yeah. You, I actually, I think I did line up against you head to head in the slot a couple of times when we played. Yeah, we were doing we were doing a little this, a little that with me moving around. I, I like to move a lot in uh, yeah. our offense, so. You probably did, but I think you're. Is I think uh, you y'all losing some DBs, right? Uh, no. Uh, the only we're not losing any of our DBs. Uh, we're losing Bill McAllister. He's a he's a senior. Oh and yeah, that, that that's gonna hurt. Um, yeah, but I'm sure we'll find somebody. Um, but as far as like the DBs, Clayton's a sophomore. Um, and Law. Law. Yeah. Huh. And Law's uh, a junior. Okay, he's a junior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I mean, hopefully, um, I'll be able to slot. I'm right, I'm cornerback three right now, but hopefully I'll be able to slide into that cornerback two spot when he leaves. Um, I've got some plans, hopefully, to try to get better and and work my way into that slot. Or not in that slot, but into the to the outside and be a legit every down corner. Oh yeah, definitely, man. You you deserve it, man. I <laughs> appreciate it. Yeah. So going into the playoffs, I mean you're Joe Idol. Everyone knows you. You're there is no lack of confidence in yourself whatsoever. But going into the playoffs, are you a little bit nervous? Uh, no, no. I I expect uh the best for our team. Like I think a lot of people have been sleeping on us and haven't been watching mm-hmm. uh like the growth that we have. We're uh, since the um, Clemson loss, we're I think four one or five and one. Um, we lost against LSU, which was like a – I even feel like it was a lesson on on teams. If we want to compete, we're going to have to mm-hmm. get that right. But there's yeah. there's no nervousness, man. I'm, I'm confident in my team. My defense is a championship defense. Our offense has been coming along. I think people respect us. Um, mm-hmm. I see Zach Stone the last couple games have, has been stepping up, and he's been, he's been showing who he really is, I think. Next year he's gonna be on he's gonna be on the ballot with me. I even think he's gonna be on a uh, most improved. Actually, also I think he's gonna, he has some big things ahead of him. And uh, yeah, Doug Day is Doug Day, man. Doug Day is always gonna be mentioned with one of the the best pure pocket pass. Even though he runs sometimes, he can throw that ball. Yeah. So uh, I, I I I'm putting my team up against any of them. And I think we can we can match up well. Um, but well, yeah. first but first we got Oregon. Yeah. First we got yep. Oregon. So that's what we worried about. 
you, Zach, and Doug, I feel like are going to make – I feel like are going to make um, Alabama contenders for the next four years because you all are freshmen over there. Yeah, we got a solid foundation. That, and that's it, credit to, to David Ware, our AD, man. He started with a, a strong foundation as far as our offense because we're known for our defense right now, but – uh, I think with recruits, transfers, and, and things happening this offseason, people are going to look and say, like, I, I think I can build something over there, too. So, uh, yeah, yeah you, you're not, it's not, it's not, we're not one and done over here. No, no, yeah. definitely. And honestly, I don't think any team in the CSFL is. I mean, everybody is so talented. Anybody can lose to anybody. It, it's crazy. Um, so, one last question. So, out of all of, the upperclassmen, like the seniors, you guys are going to be losing this year. Who do you think is going to be the one that is going to be the most important position that you're losing and the hardest one that's going to be to, to replace? That's a good question, man. Uh, man. Um, I would have to say losing well, two. I'm going to do offense and, and defense. One. Our, our free safety, Zachary Carter. I think uh, he's been a staple for our in that secondary for us. Um, so he's going to be um, really hard to to replace. And a uh, five star guy, uh, great, um, always around, always in the plays, always around. Um, so him, and then uh, honestly, like we're losing, the, we're losing the NWO member with Trip. Trip Warren, mm-hmm. so you know one that's that's gonna be hard. People don't understand. Trip is on kick return, punt return, slot guy, uh, shorthand receiver. So uh, losing him and finding somebody to replace him to come alongside to be, I would say the newest addition of the NWO. That's gonna be hard to do. So those are the two guys I'm looking at. I definitely say out of the three, you guys, Trip Warren is definitely the most underrated uh, member of the NWO. But, yeah, he's definitely very – like most unsung heroes, he's very – he does a lot behind the scenes that people don't notice for you guys. Yeah. And you're right. And, but, I mean, every year it seems like there's a lot of really great talent that comes in. And now with the addition of the Mac, you're going to have all these sophomores that are going to be moving up that will have ex- playing experience. I'm sure you guys will be able to find somebody to uh, replace him. For sure. Oh, definitely. We'll attract a school to come to and, and build with, man. Uh, so yeah, hopefully we'll be able to do that. Awesome. Well, Joe, I'm not going to take any more of your weekend up. Thank you for talking with me. Um, good luck this uh, – what, it's tomorrow against uh, Oregon. Yeah, and, man. Uh, any, anything else you want to say? Hey, man. Uh, just know it's, it's going to be a great game. Uh, glad to be in the playoffs. Uh, Bama by 10. All right. Of course, Joe Idle, no lack of confidence in him or his team. Thanks, Joe. All right, man. You take care. You too. Okay, and we're back with the Players' Corner. My next guest and the final guest for this week is one with a little bit more experience than the rest of our guests. We're actually talking to sophomore middle linebacker from Bama, David Ware. How are you doing today, David? Man, I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for taking the time out of your uh, busy schedule to talk with us. I know with the game tonight, you're probably trying to get more focused and closed off and getting ready for 
for tonight because it's such a big game for you guys. Uh, definitely the biggest game of uh, my career and uh, biggest game for the organization, for our school. And uh, we're just going to look to do big things. But I uh, yeah, appreciate de- you. Yeah, no problem. But what I kind of wanted to do just to kind of give a rundown um, is they do a lot of podcasts, which you are actually part of all of them in some form um, about this league of just like the teams and the ADs and stuff. But as everyone knows, the backbone of it is the players. So I thought it'd be kind of cool to have a format where people can kind of get to know players on a personal level where instead of they're just computer images on a screen or just words in the chat, you know what I mean? Absolutely. So let's start off with, with the introduction of you, like where are you from, when, where you went to high school, and how your freshman year went, all that. Uh, well, I'm from Alabama. I uh, w- went to high school in, in Alabama. And uh, my freshman year, I was uh, very blessed to play at Miami. Um, uh, Alabama is my all-time favorite school, but they didn't have a spot for me last season. So I went to Miami. Um, and uh, my freshman season, I, I was on a very stacked defense uh, with some great players. Um, and we were very successful. We were a new young team or not new, but we were a young team and, uh, we did pretty well, made second round of the playoffs. Um, and coming in, then I had the opportunity to come here and, and to, to grow myself and to help this program grow. And I took it and, um, you know, it's, it's been fun. Um, once again, I'm very fortunate to have a very strong defensive line in front of me. I've got some great defensive backs behind me. And I have an, another amazing linebacker right to my side. So uh, I'm surrounded by talent, and uh, it's amazing. It, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's good to know that, you know, one player doesn't have to make the plays on our defense. We, are, um, full, we have a full roster of, of people on defense who can make a play at any given time. And it just allows us to, to do what we can do to focus and to work together. Yeah, that like actually catching like you being from Alabama it's your first iron bowl because you didn't play for Miami last year and you catch a pick six to kind of turn the the tide of the whole game what was that like for you well uh first uh Emilio Gonzalez was we got a a pick six um you know here we're facing we're down um to Auburn then we're able to get a touchdown and then we uh, had another chance at a touchdown, and we had to settle for a field goal. So, you know, that was kind of frustrating, um, missing a touchdown. And on defense, we just came out fired up, said, look, we missed the opportunity to, to get a bigger score. Let's just make some plays and get the ball back. And then Amelia was able to get that pick six and just really mm-hmm. fired it up. And uh, we had a little conversation on the sideline, and I'm an extremely competitive guy. And um, – I was joking around. I said, anything you can do, I can do better. I went old, you know, Michael Jordan, old school commercial. Yeah. And, uh, and it worked out where the ball was where I was able to make a play, um, as a linebacker, you know, we don't get that opportunity a whole lot. Um, and, uh, man, I had some blockers, um, Mm -hmm. uh, that, you know, I'm, I'm not the fastest guy in the league, maybe the second fastest, Mm -hmm. Uh, just joking, but uh, you know I'm, yeah. a, I'm a, big, a pretty good sized guy, so speed really isn't my forte. 
uh, it was the blockers that made that happen. But um, the adrenaline from that point forward, you know, once Emilio got that pick six, we knew that, okay, all, all in, you know, here we go. We're, we're, we're going to fight. And um, that kind of just really put the momentum on our side and just mm-hmm. made us believe uh, even more and gave us the confidence that, that we could control that game defensively um, against a very talented the uh, Auburn offense that scored 50 something points this season um, mm-hmm. against Michigan. So uh, they were no, no slouch and um, they've got a great running back, a great uh, quarterback. They got great wide receivers. I mean, they are a very solid offense. And so mm-hmm. uh, it really just boosted us and made us feel good and um, kind of give us that momentum that we need going into the playoffs. Uh, big game, uh, big players make big plays when it counts the most. And, no one on Alabama roster was ready to go home for the season. And so we just – we dug in and uh, made the plays that we needed to keep going. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Um, a couple of weeks prior to the Iron Bowl, I believe, maybe it was two, three weeks prior, I think, we played them over at Clemson. And that you're, – you're not lying. That offense, they, they put us through the ringer. We were – fortunately, we had enough plays on our offense and we made enough plays on our defense to – to uh, put put them away, but it was just barely with them. But yeah, that Pac's got an insane offense over there, which it, it's they scary. Yeah, so very much so. Yeah. So the next question is, um, so we've asked all the players this question, and you're actually the first non-freshman we're going to ask this question to. So it'll be interesting because when we asked when we asked this of, I believe it was Grayson Davis of who the guy they think who they think the guy is in their position that they want to mold themselves after who they think it was Grayson Davis actually mentioned you in that conversation so i'm kind of curious who do you mold yourself after like who do you think is the guy or maybe in your position person uh in your um that that's at the top of your position well, uh, I'm honored to even be mentioned, and, and thank you uh, very much. Um, you know, it's it, here's the thing. So you want we want to be the best players as we hit the field. Um, we want to be the best us we can be. Um, mm-hmm. But there are so many great linebackers. It's one of the positions that I feel is the strong point of this entire league. Um, yeah. As far as there's so many great linebackers out there. Um, Jedediah Longtree is a hard-hitting linebacker. You've got Wyatt King, just knocks people out. Uh, Cletus Castle, um, you know, they make big plays on a regular occasion. And um, those are, you know, just a couple um, that are above me or in the same grade as I am. But um, And then you got some of the legends, um, Callaway and Davis, um, who are man. When, when I think of Callaway, I think of Dick Buckus. Um, oh, wow. um, in, in the fact that Callaway um, is every play had to be vicious for him. Yeah, and and that was his mentality, and he did it successfully. You know, you could try to be too vicious and you could miss tackles. Callaway didn't do that. Callaway was vicious and accurate. And, um, and so as uh, someone that came in this league and, and left before me, that is someone that I would love to uh, even just have my name 
um, saying, Hey, this person has some traits of that or, or, you know, or maybe even one day in the pro league, maybe we can line up next to each other as Callaway did play middle linebacker, but as a natural outside linebacker. So maybe that day Mm -hmm. comes that we play on the same field, but I'm just, I mean, there's so many great linebackers and, um, Grayson himself has come in and as a freshman, and I tell you what, he has had one of the best freshman seasons for a middle linebacker um, that this league has seen. So he is yeah. he is going to he's going to be one of those names that a lot of players are going to look up to, and uh, super excited to see as his career continues. I was actually when I was talking to him, I asked him because I wasn't really sure about the makeup of the team, like um, upperclassmen. I think he said they only have one senior. If the rest are coming back next year, how scary is that? Oh man! I mean, they just went seven and one. Um, Something like that, yeah. And uh, I mean, they they fire in all cylinders. Um, yeah. And so it is extremely scary. Um, and you know, we, we're going to go out and fight tonight and, uh, there's a chance that we actually have to play them if if we're able to pull off a victory tonight and when we hope to, but, um, anything can happen on the field. And so if we Mm -hmm. are fortunate enough to walk away with a victory tonight, then there's a very good chance that we play Oklahoma state and firsthand we'll Mm -hmm. be on that field. Um, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, one thing I've definitely learned through the last couple of weeks, especially, is like any team can beat anybody. Oh. I mean, there's no such thing as a blowout team or a trap game in this league at all. Yeah, the only way there's a trap game is if you think it's a trap game, you will be trapped. Mm-hmm. Um, this exactly. league is yeah. so competitive. Um, as we saw, um, you know, as you guys experienced, you know, you guys were the favorites in week eight. Uh, mm-hmm. and Florida was able to, on paper, not, you know, they, they didn't look like they would really, on paper, be able to pull it off, but they did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, and then you've got Florida State, who each and every week is putting the best teams on, on the league on notice and, and pushing them to the brink. And mm-hmm. last season we had a few teams like that, and it was LSU, um, Alabama was those, two of those seasons, teams last year. And now, you know, both of these teams being in the playoffs, we got Texas yep. this year in eight games. Um, I think they're three and five. I'm not, I think that's mm-hmm. the record, but their net is seven, they're negative seven points. Um, Texas AM, their net, I believe, is single digits as well. They are uh, two and seven, if I'm not, or no, I'm sorry. Um, Two and six, I think, and their their net is in single points as well. So you got even if a team has bad record, they are in every single ball game. So you really never know what's going to happen each week, and you have to be ready to go um, at all times. If you're not, you're 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 going to be with your backs against the wall. Yeah, definitely. So my next question is about the All American voting. So, obviously, we all got the notification, we got the ballot. When you scroll down to the middle linebacker position and you saw your name, and you can be honest, were you surprised at all? Or were you kind of confident, like, you know what, I am probably one of the top linebackers, I'm going to be 100% shocked. Um, and excited and shocked. Um, 
wasn't expecting it. You know, you look at my stats, there's, there's linebackers that have a lot more stats than me. Um, I honestly mm-hmm. believe that the iron bowl, uh, helped get me mm-hmm. into that conversation. Um, you know, I was able to put up some good numbers. Um, but you know, with all the defenders I have around me, I don't have to make all the plays. I don't have to have yeah. all the stats. And, um, it's about winning games, and I'm fortunate to have the people around me. You know, I got Zachary Carter and Emilio Gonzalez and Richie Carrion behind me. Uh, and then I got Jeremy Mosley to my, to my right. And, man, we got, in my mind, the best defensive line in the league. Uh, it, obviously, mm-hmm. that's a biased opinion, but they're monsters. And so I don't have to make mm-hmm. plays. So my stats have never really um, – I have some good games, but my stats have never just jumped out and said, man, that's All-American. But – I think if you watch the game, um, you know, I'm always around the ball. If if a player's getting hit, Mm -hmm. I'm always there. And I don't know if that maybe had anything to do with it or if it was the Iron Bowl, but 100% was not expecting my name to be on there. Um, I'm more proud, though, that I had four of my teammates, other than me, uh, represented on the All-American roster uh, ballot that I I hope they make it. If I don't make it and they do, I'm 100% happy. Yeah. I mean, I was the same way. Like when I scrolled down, I was going towards the cornerback position. I was like, maybe it could happen. And then, but when I actually saw my name there, I was completely like, whoa, like blown away. And yeah, I, I never expected it. And, and congratulations because you have had a, a great season. And uh, as a freshman, you know, you're setting the, setting the pace and, and really uh, working on your future. So just, man, just keep digging in, keep working at it, man. I appreciate it, especially coming from, from someone as respected in the league as yourself. So um, speaking of like freshmen and classes and stuff like that, um, you guys are losing some seniors this year, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. Six of them. Who do you think is going to, yeah, who do you think is going to be the most pivotal person that you're going to lose and that you absolutely need to find someone that can step right into that spot? Like who do you think is going to be the miss the most next year, I guess is what I'm saying. Man, that's uh, that's impossible to, to answer. We got four on all or four on defense that we're losing, um, mm-hmm. in um, Zachary Carter at free safety and Jackson Adock at defensive end um, are two pivotal ones. Um, mm-hmm. We got Dylan McKenzie who helps us uh, at, at linebacker and, and really helps keep things going um so that me and jeremy mosley can stay fresh um he we, he rotates in and out and we got bob bucos um who definitely uh is is very beneficial to have out there at cornerback um but you know adoc mm-hmm. and carter are definitely monsters and um two of the best ever to wear an alabama crimson tide jersey um their numbers one day are going to be retired um I feel like. And uh, then on offense, we've got um, we got Carson Price, um, who is uh, someone that I would like to have seen as All-American and Comeback Player of the Year last season. He had two catches, I believe 44 yards. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think he winds up, he's wound up with like 40 catches, over 300 yards um, this season. But he has been pivotal to us um, third down. Um, yeah. he, he, that tight end, he has been just a workhorse for us. Uh, and then we're, and yeah. then we're losing Trip Warren as well. Um, he, he transferred this season to us 
from Ohio State. Um, and he's made a lot of plays for us. You know, when, when you're talking about, you know, Joe Idle and Zach Stone, a lot of the defenders want to try to guard them. Um, and then, you know, we got, you know, Moon in the backfield. But Warren was able to make a lot of plays. Uh, and we put him in a lot of positions that uh, we tried to create some mismatches. But he still was able to make plays and get catches and get yards. Um, and so he defied the odds. Uh, if you looked up by star level, he defied the odds of what he did. And uh, mm-hmm. so, man, I, I, I don't want to lose any of them. I'm, I'm hoping um, that maybe due to, to COVID-19, I can file for a medical waiver and get all of them another year <laughs> of eligibility. Uh, you know, I don't know that that would go through, but I'm all for giving it a shot. <laughs> I don't know. I mean – when we actually asked uh, Joe Idle, who was on the show earlier, the same question, he said uh, trip as well as going to be the hardest. I mean, because he's part of the NWO with those guys too. So that no surprise that you mentioned them at all. Um, so I'm not going to take any more of your t- time. Uh, we've gone over time. That's what I told you we'd be doing almost double. <laughs> um, but I know you got a game to focus up for. Good luck tonight. Pulling for you. And anything you'd like to say? Uh, no, I just uh, – I appreciate all my teammates. I appreciate uh, everyone who is rooted for us this season. Uh, you know, our backs were against the wall all season. Um, you know, we were always the underdog. And my guys continue to fight and keep fighting. And they believe in what we're doing and roll tide because we are – we're fixing to make some noise. Uh, and no matter what happens in tonight's game, I'm so proud of them. And we're only going to be stronger next season. Awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was David Ware, middle linebacker for Alabama. David, good luck tonight, and good luck in the All-American. I appreciate it. Thank you, and and to you as well. Thank you. Take care. Well, there you have it. We had a conversation with some great players and can't wait to have a conversation with some more great players. So, everyone, stay tuned, and thank you for joining me in the Players' Corner.